you know, God's not a killjoy. Yes. He's not out yeah. to, he's not a God of just harsh rules. But all of his commandments are, you know, I've been up in the Rockies. I, I've been up in vehicles with one lane roads and no guardrail. And it's a thousand feet to the bottom. And you would have appreciated a guardrail right then. And so when God says, you know, don't have sex outside of marriage, it's not a killjoy. Yeah. He's saying yeah. this is the guardrail that if you'll just keep sexuality within this framework, you'll be fulfilled, you'll be free, you'll be joyful, and you will be protected from all of the destructive forces that yeah. the enemy wants you to buy into in life. Hey everybody, uh, it's Let's Talk About It Tomorrow. Uh, Pastor Dan Boone here with you, and we have a very special guest for you this week, <laughs> coming all the way from Kane Tuck. Kane Tuck, that's yeah. how you say it. That's what Daniel Boone said, hey, praise right. God, so you had to be right. That's right. Uh, we have with us <laughs> Pastor Dr. Chris Cody. Hi everybody. An old time friend. So Long glad time. to have you. It's an honor to be here, so excited to be back home. Well, thank you for being here, and thank you for your, to your church for yeah. letting you go for a few days. Well, I appreciate them sharing me. They are generous <laughs> with me for sure. <laughs> What's going on in Kentucky these days? Well, we're just doing our part to hold down the hold down the world and, and uh, fulfill God's assignment. The sun is shining. You know, the rain is falling like it is this time of year in Kentucky. And uh, we're just doing our part to build up the body of Christ and shepherd sheep and doing what we do. That I know you are. World Harvest Church, Paducah, yeah. Kentucky. If you haven't been to Paducah, you've missed something. And if you haven't been to World Harvest Church and Paducah, you've missed a lot. Yeah. So praise God. Come see us if you're in the area. Hey, we're going to talk about a few things today. That's what the name of the show is. Let's talk about it tomorrow. So we want to cover some things that we haven't spoken about in the last couple of weeks. Wonderful. So uh, we're just going to put you on the spot today, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, it's an honor to be here and to be able to be with your viewers and listeners. And, uh, you know, this is just such a weighty time. Uh, in the world. It is an exciting time, you know, for the body of Christ. Opportunities. It really is. You know, I don't think the fields have been wider, yep. to be honest with you. And so, you know, we could just, you know, perspective is everything. You know, as a believer, as a person living in the world, you could be very discouraged. Yes. You know, you could be <laughs> fearful. Yes. It, you need to know who you're standing on, what you're standing on, whose you are, Absolutely. and a few other little things like that. Yeah. Hey, I was just thinking about maybe uh, talking about a couple of things that kind of, I don't know, bother me a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, the things that are going on in the body of Christ these days, all over the America anyway. Yes, sir. Um, you're in Kentucky. I'm in Oklahoma. Uh, I have be an overseer of a couple of churches. I know you have a lot of really good connections yep. with other churches. You know, there's some issues in the body of Christ today that need to be shared, need to be talked about. Yes, sir. Is there anything in particular that uh, might be on your heart to, uh, to bring up? Well, absolutely. You know, I don't, let me say, I don't have, uh, I'm not the big body of Christ corrector, and I know you're not either in the sniffer outer, but I, I am a student of people and I do my best to pay attention in, in the very, the largest general sense in the body of Christ. Uh, the Lord told me, you know, right after COVID hit in 2020, that there is a shaking going on mm -hmm. and that this shaking uh, would affect obviously the world, mm -hmm. but the shaking has also come to the church. Oh yes. And uh, you know, God told me 
that uh, he would have a people in these last days. And uh, there's been a lot of, in, in my view, compromise, uh, a lot of worldliness, a lot of things going on in the body of Christ that is drifted from my understanding of the standard of the word. Uh, doesn't mean people aren't good or have good intentions. Sure. Um, but God hasn't gotten the body of Christ and leadership in the body of Christ's attention sufficiently, in my view. And so there has come a shaking. Uh, 1 Peter 4.17 has been a highlight scripture for me. And it says, for the time has come for judgment to begin in the house Absolutely. of God. Yeah. That word time there in the Greek means a season or an occasion of time. So it's not just this one last day set time. It'll be one and done. But there are times that God has ordained seasons, if you will, yeah. where uh, there's going to be discipline and correction, if not embraced by his children in the body of Christ, forced upon them through discipline. And it comes a lot of times in the form of a shaking. In other words, you're saying the church is being shaken because it needed to be shaken. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Things hanging on, uh, fruit rotten on the tree. Ooh. And, uh, you know, if, if uh, you know, the Lord's the husbandman. Yes. And uh, yes. he, he, John 15 says uh, he wants fruit. Yes. And after he gets fruit, I found this out, I know you have too, he wants more fruit. Mm -hmm. And between fruit bearing seasons, there are these pruning times. And uh, there's a lot of withered dead branches in the body of Christ. Yes. And, uh, but God told me he will have himself a people yeah. that yeah. he can pour himself into who will live uh, in such a way that we can carry his glory, his presence, his power to a lost and dying world. Because the sand is in the bottom of the hourglass. Mm -hmm. And uh, he will have a people who will be holy yeah. and who will serve him. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's super awesome. Really, really is. He would have fruit that would remain and much fruit. I read something recently about a survey that was taken. I believe it was last year. It could have been 2020. But when the research was done, and questions were asked people, they were asked basically one of three things. Are you a, an active Christian? Are you a non-active Christian? Which I'm not sure what that is. Uh -huh. Are you a non-Christian? And they found that in the ones that said that they were a Christian, only six, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, not 60, six percent of Christians actually had a biblical world view. And I can back you up. I was about to quote that study myself. <laughs> yeah. Great minds run alike. Right? Exactly. <laughs> I, it's the Barna Research Group that yeah. put that out. Yeah. In another study, it just confirms exactly yeah. what you're saying. Still in America, about 66% of those asked say they identify with Christianity. But when you dive deeper into what they think, what they believe, and how they live, it's exactly what you said. It's only six people out of a hundred in our country today are actually living and thinking uh, on planet Earth, conducting their lives anywhere close to what the Bible actually teaches, which is shocking. Yes. And me. if you take that to the perspective of how many people out of people, just regular people, in other words, if it's 6% of the people say they're Christian, it's going to make it about 4% 
of those uh, totally Absolutely. in the population. Four percent. That's to my check. That's 40 out of a thousand. Yeah. Four, Come on. You line up 100 people. You got four people that have any sort of yeah. real basis and foundation yeah. about them. It's, it's really, really shaking and it should it should capture our attention yeah it should uh as pastors it's just members of the body of christ yeah to realize that what are we doing are we playing games here or we just want to uh well for me or i believe well i believe what god believes because he's right and he's already That's proven right. and he's a whole lot smarter than i am uh -huh. and he's been around longer <laughs> yeah and he's made everything that there is yes, sir. so as a result when i agree with god i'm on the right side of things yes, sir. and that's really not all that difficult as long as i'm ready to jump into my bible and see what the bible says and hear holy spirit as he talks to me about what is in the bible and opens his word up to me right so i'm not just reading a historical document i am reading the living yeah. word of Jesus yeah. Christ. I'm in the middle of a series in my home church called The Truth Will Set You Free. Mm -hmm. John chapter 8, John, uh, you know, verse 31 and 32, Jesus says, if. That, to me, that's the biggest word in the Bible, yeah. Pastor Dan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. Eternity, yeah. your blessing, yeah. your cursing, uh, it swings on the word if. Yep. And he said, if you continue in my word, yes. New Living says, if you live by what I teach, mm -hmm. then truly you are my disciple. And then get this, and you shall know the truth. And so, and of course, the truth you know will make you free. Amen. And so if you back, back that, those two scriptures up, we all want to live free. Mm -hmm. I want to be as free as I can be. Well, that tells me I must know the truth. Yes. But to know the truth, to qualify, to know the truth that will make me free, I have to be a disciple of Jesus. Yes. Not a professing Christian. Yes. A disciple of Jesus. And the only way I can do that is to know and live by what he said. You're talking about a wholehearted follower. I'm talking, yes, a discipline. You know, my son for years and years uh, was a student of jujitsu. We didn't just sign up by the robe and call him a, you know, a black belt. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He had to show up and listen and follow the one above him. Yes. And only by doing that year after year after year would you slowly, inch by inch, gain ground and become more like who you're following. There you go. And you know, I love that verse, uh, that whole section of scripture there in John chapter 8, uh, talking about freedom. And it's a release of all the baggage. You know, that's the way you become free. Yeah. You get all the baggage off of you and you find out what God really has to say about it. And verse 36 says that whom the Son is set free is free indeed. free indeed. So the Bible brings me in relationship with Jesus Christ as I submit to the Word of God and receive the Word of God and know that the Word of God is the Word of God and it's the best thing for me. I like to say I'm you know, taking some gospel here, you know, get into that gospel message and, yeah. and that's what it's all about. And it's not just a part of that verse that you hear in a movie. Well, the truth will make you free. You know, it's true. The sky's out today or, you know, Well, whatever. and of course the world, and sadly it's so much has seeped into the church has got freedom. The whole message of freedom exactly turned upside down that the world and, and the, and darkness will define freedom as the, no bounds, no boundaries, yeah. no laws, no morals, no norms, no, uh, uh, no right, no wrong, no absolutes that it's free for all, anything, whatever you want, just do it. And that's what the world wants to tell us is freedom.
But I'm an observer of people. I watch and and look at fruit. And these people who espouse this kind of lifestyle do anything, live any, your truth, my truth. It's not about being critical. It's about compassion and really honestly judging the fruit of their lives. The suicide rates are out out of sight. People are deranged in their thinking. They're violent. Their their finances are down. Their health breaks down. They are not happy. They're not free. Hey, let's take a break from let's talk about it tomorrow. Just for a couple of minutes, I'd like to have Dr. Cody give us just a few things about World Harvest Church in Paducah, Kentucky. Well, thanks, Pastor Dan. Well, it's an honor to be here. Yes, you know, my wife and I, Amber, we've been the just privileged to pastor a great church, World Harvest Church of Paducah, Kentucky. We're in our 21st year, a growing church. Um, God put us there to impact the region, He told me, and gave us a wonderful building and a regional location. Uh, but at times, you know, God's called me to come outside the four walls of my church. My church is so gracious to share me a little bit. Uh, with the body of Christ. And uh, so there's more and more of that coming. So you could find out a lot about our ministry at uh, com. But I have my own ministry now for the traveling arm of my ministry. We go to other countries when God says. Uh, we do church meetings. I've done Bible schools. Teaching in the Bible schools is just something I love, love, love to do. But you could find out more about my ministry, uh, traveling ministry, my books, my materials. Uh, at chriscodyministries.com. If you check out that one, I have been doing mentoring classes uh, every Thursday night for about seven years. And we have captured a lot of audio and video. And for a one-time fee for $35, you can get a whole semester's worth of mentoring. I've covered everything from ministry gifts, spiritual gifts, leadership, finance, wealth creation, a lot of that out there. I even have a ministry training course for full-time ministers called Ministry Advance, all there on my website, my books. Um, Anyway, check it out. Yes, They're not free as God intends us to be free. You know, and the whole Bible teaches that. This is an emphatic place in the Bible that it really concentrates on it. But you go back to Genesis and basically, God gave Adam and Eve a choice. Yeah. Tree of life or the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Adam and Eve wanted to decide what That's was good right. and what was evil. Yeah. What was their goodness and what was their evil? What was good for them and what was evil for them? And put themselves in a much lower position than what God was, yeah. who already had all the answers and was freely given them to them. And so we see them in the original, what we call the fall, and the subsequence of what all that is today. And now we come over to like the church in America and we see that Snaggletooth is that just a possibility, a part <laughs> of it. Uh, and, and we've fallen away from the Creator uh, and His design and purpose yeah. for us to live yeah. our lives. Yeah. I think one of the, the things that really speaks out uh, about that. Uh, you hear a lot about the transgender issue today in, in mm-hmm. the media, social media, and news, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, that's just a minor thing. Well, how many minor things are we going to allow in this country? Exactly. We've allowed this minor thing, that minor thing, you know, so forth and so on. We've allowed abortion. We've taken God out of the schools. We said, you can't pray to God here. Yeah. And we've done all these other things. We've allowed whatever uh, this is, same-sex marriage. We drifted so far from the standard, we can't see the standard anymore. <laughs> we don't wow. know what the standard looks like. And if anyone points it out, 
it is offensive. Yes. yes. That's how far we've drifted. And what's bad about it is that's what's good for us. It's the standard that God has. It's a higher life. Yeah. You know, uh, it's it's a, what are we going to live? Are we going to live my life or am I going to live the new creation? The Bible even talks about mere men, mere women, mere people. Yeah. And it talks in the context of being a carnal or one who is fleshly oriented uh-huh. or minding the things of the things around me instead of the things that last forever which, by the way, is people and the truth. And, you know, how can I say this and really get it across? But objective truth will take you further than you could ever go yourself because God is the author of it. And he loves you more than you can imagine anybody or anything being loved. And he loves you for a purpose. And he loves you with truth and justice and mercy. It, it's like God is so stinking awesome. He is. <laughs> so stinking good. I'm just, when I, when I reflect on this, it's just like, my gosh, here I am. I'm a speck in the time of <laughs> the universe, a speck in the eons of time. Yeah. And God knows exactly everything that I'm thinking, doing, whatever, and he cares and he tries to woo me closer to himself. Amen. He tries to take me and, and move me in the right direction. He wants to live and move in me yeah. in order that I'll have a better life, which that is my life, not only now, but forever. My best life forever, praise God. Amen. <laughs> he is exceedingly abundantly above. You know, Dr. Dufresne told us he's got this message called guardrails. And, you know, God's not a killjoy. He's not out to, he's not a God of just harsh rules. But all of his commandments are, you know, I've been up in the Rockies. I've been up in vehicles with one lane roads and no guardrail. And it's a thousand feet to the bottom. And you would have appreciated a guardrail right then. And so when God says, you know, don't have sex outside of marriage, it's not a killjoy. He's saying this is the guardrail that if you'll just keep sexuality within this framework, you'll be fulfilled, you'll be free, you'll be joyful, and you will be protected from all of the destructive forces that the enemy wants you to buy into in life. Amen. I I can just hear in the background, but I want to, I want to. I want to do, I want to do this. And that reminds me of what Lucifer said. I will exalt myself above the most high. He wanted to and wanted to. He as an individual being wanted to. And that cost him everything. He he lost himself. He lost his place. Mm -hmm. He is doomed. He's a fear-filled being. He's a tormented being. Imagine just being, that's why if he shows up, there's torment because it just comes off of him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I tell you, truth will bring peace into your life. That it will. That it will. I I tell you what, I know both sides. I've been (laughs) on both sides of this story. I've been on the, uh, not necessarily the atheist, more like a a passive interest in God, which was not living for him, uh, being bound by my own lust, desires, thoughts, feelings all the junk that the world has to offer, thinking that it had something to offer. And finally, one day, Holy Spirit got to me to, that I realized, I got this huge vacuum inside. It needs to be dealt with. And that's when Jesus came into my life 
and I made him the boss or mm -hmm. Lord of my life, repenting from my past, changing my thinking, and to think like he thinks the Word of God. I want to challenge you today, if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, oh and know that you know that you know the King of glory, that you know the one who created everything that you see, that you know the one who has got the absolute perfect best for you, that you consider searching for Jesus today. He's there. His ears are open. His eyes are open. Are yours? Thank you again for checking in with us at Let's Talk About It Tomorrow. Dr. Chris Cody will be seeing him again very soon. And I'm Dan Boone saying I'll see you next time around. Bye-bye. God bless you.